Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours, talking local sports with you and regional sports as we're going to dip into at least two of our regional NFL teams today, the others tomorrow with the Bears and the Chiefs, uh, but we'll get Vikings and Packers. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this here today. We're going to head north to begin with. Uh, John Shipley writes for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. We'll talk about those red-hot Minnesota Twins. Put a smile to my partner's face yes, right off the bat. Uh, conversely, the Vikings not off to the greatest of starts, putting it mildly. So we'll do um, Minnesota with uh, John Shipley of the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Lee Sterling is here. He's off to a terrific start from Paramount Sports. We'll go over a five-pack of games and then give you some uh, an opportunity, if you're so inclined, to get some information as where you can get his game of the day. Dave Sinekin, he's theheadcheese.com. It is a really shiny slate of primetime games uh, coming up this weekend. Green Bay at New Orleans, Sunday night football. Of course, Kansas City, Baltimore, Monday night football. But uh, Syndicate will opine on the Packers and the Saints. Uh, the Packers have scored a whole lot of points. Can they keep it up when they head to New Orleans? And then finally, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, will join us four weeks from the start of the four weeks or five weeks? Five weeks. Jeez. Hey, no, four. Four? Four. Five? I would say four. Okay. You're probably right, though. Anyways, it'll be a while uh, until they take the field. Um, But we'll have football in the meantime, including a pretty good slate of games coming up this weekend. Good slate of baseball last night, Trent. The hockey was good. I know for you, you bet Tampa last Mm -hmm. night. They got their captain back, and he potted potted the second goal of the game. And What a lift that gave uh, that team. I mean, that's their leader. He hadn't played since before COVID struck in March. Gets back on the ice uh, and scored the second goal. But baseball last night, boy, oh, boy, the White Sox, who seemingly were starting to assert themselves at the top of the American League Central. Uh, They've run into a hot Cleveland Indians team, back-to-back walk-off nights that the Indians have prevailed. Luis Robert is 0 for Cleveland. How about that? Yes. He's not got a hit since the team got to Cleveland. Cubs can't get a hit, period. Uh, They'll finish up today in Pittsburgh. Uh, but the uh, I think one of the stories has to be your Minnesota Twins, and back in front they go, and as we sit here today, they avoid the Yankees. Yes. And, they get the uh, Astros. Not only that, but they would be on the other side of the bracket. The first time they would have to see them would be the ALCS. Perfect. obviously would be Perfect. a great thing if it played out that direction. Now, the problem, if you will, very well could see the Indians in the yeah. opening round. And is that the team you want to see with what they have at the top of the rotation mm-hmm. and the way that Ramirez is hitting the ball? Your they, MVP in the American League, uh, Jose true. Ramirez? Yeah, well, certainly in the car. Yes. Right, yeah, maybe. I think so. Abreu's been terrific, too. Anderson's been terrific as well. But they have two. Right. They split the vote. Right. Not only split the vote, but you take one of those guys off, they're still good. Yeah. You take Ramirez off that team. Lindor has been okay. He's not the Lindor maybe we're used to this year. He's had a nice year. Where's he going to finish? Where's he going to be next year? Because they have to trade him, I would think. Because mm, he's going to walk. Oh, not. I hope him and his buddy Bias reunite on the north side of Chicago. Anyways, we've got some time before we yeah. opine on that one. Right now, as it would be, would be Rays, Jays, 
A's, Indians, Twins, Astros, White Sox, Yankees, National League would be Dodgers. Reds have found the way into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Playing well. And they are playing well. And the Dodgers get the Cincinnati Reds and that pitching staff at the, um, look at that's the, for as good as the Dodgers have been, they're mm-hmm. clearly going to be favorites, but there's easier opponents you would think in the first round than the Cincinnati Reds. Braves, Giants, Cubs, Marlins. Think of the Marlins. Yeah, right. The Marlins. That hot start. Well, they went eight and two as soon as they finally got to play got their games. Back, yeah. Now since then they're under five hundred, but still the uh, Marlins are a hot in the week playoffs. and a half. Uh, and then Padres and the Cardinals uh, would be that other series. Brewers essentially have to go into St. Louis this weekend. They've got a four game set. Is it four or five? Do they have a double dip to make up? I know they're there starting tonight. Okay. Um, so they're, they're, they're going to have to win a whole bunch of baseball uh, games in, in St. Louis for them to get in. But boy, oh boy, uh, Trent, the, there's so much drama in the final four days of the regular season. Two games tomorrow. Two games tomorrow. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, boy, it's, it's, it's been everything we thought it could be, mm-hmm. and it has been, and it continues to be. We've been lucky. This yeah, is, we have. This has turned out really, really well, and... Remember when the Marlins, speaking of them, when they first had the outbreak, Mm -hmm. shut it down. How many people did we hear? It's it's not going to work. Absolutely. And and not just the Dan Wolkins of the world that are always those kind of people. Yeah, he really is on that side, isn't he? Look, it's his opinion. But the baseball people, Ken Rosenthal's of the world, national baseball people. Well, it was the great unknown. And you know what it Mm -hmm. was? It was fear, Trent. It was fear that, oh my God, we're not going to have baseball. We finally got these, the owners and the players to come together and on agreement. Because as we recall, how contentious was this? It looked as though for the long time that common sense wasn't going to prevail Mm -hmm. and they were just going to, you know, cut off their nose to spite their face and not play. But they settled on 60. So you had the Marlins and then the Cardinals. But you know what? Those two teams... When we look back on it, um, I think they got baseball's attention because yeah. the players have been really good. It has been. It yeah. has. I mean, we had that massive outbreaks to start. And then, like, Rudy Gobert, remember mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. at the beginning of this? Yes. I think you can kind of draw a line, kind of, uh, to what the Marlins and the Cardinals did for Major League Baseball. Yes, they, they were the ones that had to be the guinea pigs, if mm-hmm. you will, and show, look, if you don't do things right, if you don't hit all these parameters that we put in place, it's going to blow up. And we will shut you down. And, and they did shut them down. And we've seen a, a couple other short instances when there were some positives that thought mm-hmm. a couple game series. Was that two weekends ago? I think there was. I can't remember who was The Reds had this. one earlier, too. But then, very quickly, you get the testing. And that's another thing. When we go back to even July, compared to where the testing is today and how quickly yeah. you can get things locked down if there is a positive case or... You can just get those results so quickly, how different it already mm-hmm. is, and it gives us a, a baseline of what we're seeing in the NFL, what we can see in college football, at least at the power structure. We're still seeing, boy, those small programs, they are struggling. They don't have no, the money for the no, testing. No. What did, you, did you tell me yesterday, Ohio State, how much money they're spending on testing? No, it was Iowa State. It was Iowa State. How much was it? Oh, gosh. I don't, was it a million? I thought it was two. That was two million. It, it was in Pollard's presentation before the Regents yesterday. Okay. I saw it. So I, I can probably find it, yeah. but it was a, it was a lot. It's a lot of money, right? I yeah. mean, you you don't have usually have that column mm, right. in the in the in your budget, right? When you're sitting down to and it's got seven digits, exactly. You you got to move that column over a little bit if you're 
Um, We're not talking about Pete in the parking lot here. Yeah, right. Good point. Anyways, so um, baseball's been great. Final four days of the regular season. It's appointment TV. And uh, one more on my twins. How about the robes that uh, they awesome. they unveiled two nights ago? Well, Nelson you know Cruz. who did that, right? Yeah, it was Donaldson. Donaldson. Bought everybody. Bought all of his teammates. One after kind of calling some guys out. He uh, called out Buxton and Kepler a little bit. Not calling them out by name, but talking about bad at bats and mm-hmm. who had a couple of bad at bats. He's, he's a leader. Yes, yes. He's a red ass. Yes, he is. He's. I'm sure when things aren't going well, he's not a fun guy to be around. No. But you need those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. This is a good twins team. Yeah, they and, are a good team. As the White Sox in the month before the last week have been playing so well and overtook them, I think it was still lost that this team still was going to hit the over in the win total coming into the year. They were one of the highest in the American League. And they've already flown past that number. Mm. This is a team with Maeda being what he's been. Pineda, Barrios. It's a pretty good one, two, three. One of the best bullpens Hell, Homer in Bailey was good two he nights, was. at least for three innings. Three innings, yeah. He was which perfect is, through the first three. Yeah, which I guess is all you're going to ask of him in the playoffs. But if you haven't seen it, the Twins have these bathrobes. Mm-hmm. Custom made with everybody's name on the back. And number. And they... Put them on. They gave it to Kepler, I think, the first time two nights well, ago. It's cruises they put on. Yes. As uh, he came into the dugout and got to wear the robe around the dugout for, I don't know, 20 seconds Up or so. Up and down the dugout yeah. where he gets congratulated. And they're all having yeah. fun. And, and those are the kind of mm-hmm. stupid little things that happen from, go back to the Red Sox and hear them taking shots, you know, getting ready for games and things like that. Mm-hmm. What do they call, what did, what did Kevin Millar call them, the something idiots? The idiots, yeah. There's another word, but anyways. But yeah. The, yeah, for baseball, you need just those little, sure. those little things can go a long, Joe long Madden ways. tried to I mean he, he made a career in, mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago doing it with yeah. those quirky little things, just to lighten things up, right? That's right. all it takes. Especially during a buck sixty-two, sixty is a little different, but uh, good for the uh, uh, good for Donaldson doing that. Shane Bieber, Giolito last night was unreal. Trent twenty-one yeah. combined strikeouts in the baseball game, and Bieber didn't have his best stuff and still truck out ten. <laughs> I mean, th- the the uh, the White Sox took him deep. And a lot of counts, which was which was huge. That was such a great game, and it started at five o'clock. It was just perfect timing for me. Um, and then this kid Crochet from the White Sox. Are you familiar with his story? I am not. I so saw a little is, bit about it yesterday because he's one of the strikeout leaders in terms of innings pitch, strikeout per nine inning in baseball. So he's a six foot six left hander. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where he went to college. It might have been Vanderbilt, but okay. anyway. Well, it seems like everybody goes. Yeah, to a Vanderbilt. lot of them, right? Yeah. But Trent, he went to college. In March, before the pandemic hit, he's pitching collegiate baseball. Gets drafted. When was the draft? June? Yeah, yeah. Gets drafted in June. <laughs> this June. Two months later, he's pitching in the major leagues. He's six foot six. Every pitch he threw last night was over 100 miles an hour. A buck. One, a buck, two, a hundred, but he takes a little something off of it. I mean, how about the meteoric rise to the bigs for this kid? Draft him in March. He's in the big leagues and pitching in a big spot uh, in the end of September. Unbelievable. Anyways, it's been fun. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Trent and I are baseball fans. Um, can't get enough of it. It's going to be great this weekend, although <laughs> so is college football. It is. We yeah, get the SEC back. Oh, my gosh. How great and the is Big that 12 be? going to co- uh, to conference play, yep. too. Going to be good. All right, let's start. Let's do a local bit. Go ahead. One more thing. We have some breaking news uh, happening right now. A letter just released by Jamie Pollard, the athletic director at Iowa State talking about attendance for the home football game a week from Saturday. Well, he hinted that they're going to have fans yesterday, Trent. 
15,000 is the projected number they will allow fans in. Awesome. Uh, this from the letter right here, our projected attendance has decreased from 25,000 to approximately 15,000, less than 25% of the stadium's occupancy, as many fans have opted out of their tickets. So that is the number they're shooting for. 15,000 will be allowed in Jack Trice a week from Saturday. Good stuff. Yeah, he, he, he uh, uh, hinted uh, about that. At the uh, Regents meeting yesterday, that they were going to um, attempt to have fans, and, and good for them. So did you uh, did you see President Harold over at the University of Iowa? Are you talking about when somebody asked him about the other sports? Uh huh. He asked if uh, yeah, great. if they were going to be brought back, and he said, "Well, then yes, we'll ask the Regents to fund that crickets." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "All right, we're moving on." Yeah, right. that's coming in there swinging a big stick there. No, you're right. That's uh, that's your hundred. And it's the right. response that. Is the reality? It is. Trent, I know it you. sucks for those kids and mm-hmm. it, those families. I I understand that, but this is the reality. I agree. This is the world that we live in. Yep, I agree. You're 100 percent right. But uh, but Harold did, and he put it out there. All right. And there was uh, there was no reply. Nobody jumped up at the regions and say, "Oh yeah, we got extra eight million dollars laying yep. around. We can do that." You know what? Let's funnel that money. We're going to spend it here. Let's go ahead and fund these programs. Not happening. All right. We do have some local news as far as high school football. Jake Rubley, the Valley quarterback, mm-hmm. has been deemed ineligible. Um, his father, we know for sure his father hasn't moved because his father, as of, oh, I think earlier this week, was still coaching the – he just resigned from his spot as the head coach of a high school team in Colorado. There had been rumors that the family's not here at all. Mm-hmm. I mean that that he's living with a friend, or we'd even heard that he's that he's holed up in a hotel over by Jordan Creek somewhere. Now I don't know if that's true or not, but we do know uh, that Arlen Bruce. There seem to be they're not all playing by the same rules. Yes, it seems like here, right? Mm-hmm. Bruce is here, but he's he's been uh, custody. He's been signed over to an uncle. That's mm-hmm. the story, right? Uh, and mom's coming back and forth, but we don't know if Rubley's parents ever moved here, and with. I mean, here we are halfway through the season for this to come up now, because in the beginning, correct me if I'm wrong, you know more about high school sports than I do. It was Valley that ruled him eligible, Mm -hmm. not the high school athletic. Is this a school policy first? That is where it goes first. Yes. And if there are questions that are deemed, then it goes to the boys association. That's the way that it plays out. For whatever reason, Rubley got the okay, and Ankeny, remember, also gave Arlen Bruce the okay. It was the association that came back and said, no, we don't believe that he is. So eligible. who alerted the association about Bruce? I, I, I think and he, who alerted the association? I mean, somebody had to blow the whistle on Rubley. Well, it's right there in the article in the Des Moines Register by Matthew Bain. I mean, it, it says it right there. It doesn't take a whole lot of soothsaying to, to figure out exactly what was happening there. Just read an article in the register, and you're, you're going to find out that they still had the residency in Colorado. They had not sold their home, yep. and that the dad had not resigned from his post. Now, you can certainly make, just because you haven't resigned, there could have been something. Use this as a hiatus. You'll be back next year, so you don't officially have to resign. Right. And they weren't going to play football, as we were. That's right. why he's and that's here. another part, right. yeah, is because, yeah, you don't have to resign for Because there's no football this fall. Right. In Colorado. Now and, there is. And now there is. Yeah. So that probably is what led down that path. You know what? Ultimately, just let the kids play. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm, I'm different. I, you and I disagree here. Um, What's it hurt? It, it, it hurts. The, I mean, the, the rules are the rules. I mean, the, you're, you're not allowed to do this. And I mean, why? Okay. We're in a pandemic. 
I get it. I understand. I totally, and as I said, if you're going to let him play, make damn sure he's here for the whole year. You know, if you want to let him play, don't let him, you can't move in December. They have semesters. Here's my ignorance. I said, show it a lot, folks. I didn't go to high school here. You have a first semester, mm-hmm. and then you have a spring semester. Is mm-hmm. that what you call them? Correct. So if you're if you're going to be here for the is it fall semester, mm-hmm. in order to maintain your eligibility, not to forfeit those games, and potentially a championship, you got to be here for the whole year. Is that asking too much? It is because kids' family gets a job. Yeah, and... but you know why they're come on. They're they're well, here. Right. He's so, here to so play. So let's football. live in reality. The reality is they're here to play sports. Let exactly. Them play sports. Nah, you can't. You got rules. You got rules, Trent. But what are these rules? What are they there to protect? The integrity of the sport? Of the sport, yeah, I would think. But what are rules always for? The integrity. But we're, we're already talking about programs that play by different rules. Private schools against public schools. Everybody plays by different yeah. rules. Ultimately, I don't think this hurts anybody. Well, it hurts really the kid who was going to start. Yeah. It hurts get, the kid who was going to start. Come better. on. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, this kid, this kid practiced with his, with his teammates, grew up with his teammates, waited his turn. He's finally a senior. He's going to play. And all of a sudden, here comes this kid to break the rules. He's going to come in and he's going to take my gig because he's better than I am. But we're going to bend the rules because, after all. If the sophomore's better, is that fair? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Well, the sophomore didn't transfer in, did he? The sophomore, the sophomore was in that school district. Well, the kid still went through practice with all his teammates all throughout that time. Sophomore beat him out. The, 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 and, and somebody just, like just can drop in out of up. the sky. Yeah, no, but he's a transfer. Yeah, the transfers happen all the time. Uh, not to this extent. Not, 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 to, not because because we're in a pandemic. Everybody knows why he's here. Yes, everybody. Yes, but if he's going to be here, here's the criteria to make you eligible. That was laid out. If you're not going to check those boxes, you can't play. If you check those boxes, come on in. It's a pandemic. We know why you're here. But if you're going to be here, you at least have to go through the motions of, of making you fit in the criteria of the rules that have been laid out. Arlen Bruce is going to be done with high school in December. After right. the first semester, he's going to be an early enrollee over at Iowa. So if he was even deemed eligible, would the championship become null and void because he graduates early? If he's going to Iowa? Yeah. No. Same thing for Jake Rubley. He's a spring enrollee at K-State. Does that mean Valley? Is he going to K-State in the spring? If he is. If he is, then that's a different set of circumstances. But if he's going back to Colorado to graduate with the kids he went to school with mm-hmm. from kindergarten in some extent, that's not fair. That's not fair. If you're, if, you're, if you're Arlen Bruce and you're here to play football in the fall, but you're going to Iowa for the spring semester, that's a different story. If you're here to play football and you're going to go back to Colorado for the spring, for the spring semester, graduate with the kids you lived with and grew up with, that's not right. That's not right in my book. It's not right. Reality, though. That's they're, what I keep coming back. They're here to play football. Here, I get it. They're here to I get play it. football. But it's somebody somebody ratted on the kid. Oh yeah. Or I mean, I think you can Bain's make article, a pretty easy assumption. Maybe it was the backup quarterback. He could have been Arlen Bruce. Pretty easy to maybe make some assumptions where it came. Maybe the north side of town. I've heard some rumblings about that. Is where the uh, the first word got to Boone mm-hmm. came from up so there. So do you fault Valley in this because if Valley was the one that originally green lighted this, but knowing. Aikney green-lighted Arlen Bruce, too. But, but Arlen Bruce at least signed over guardianship to his uncle. Arlen Bruce is living with his uncle, and mom's going back and forth. So no, no, he, he's, he's living with a family, Arlen Bruce. 
the uncle is the one in Kansas City that has his two brothers. That's where the guardianship is. Okay. Yes. They live okay. with a Ankeny family, a Hawk family, mm. and they pay $100 a month in rent. Mm. That's where the sticking point comes. Okay. So if they were paying $1,000, though, and renting somebody's out basement, would that be better? No, I don't think it's the money. I think it's the parents. I think I mean, the money I mean, also Rup- rankled some people, too, though. If, if Rupley's mom and dad aren't here, mm-hmm. that's not right. I mean, that, that, and that's on Valley. That's on Valley, because if they check that box, knowing that mom and dad aren't coming, because you remember when this happened, dad's quitting his job, he's, he's, he's a businessman, he's got a whole lot of irons mm-hmm. and fires, he's got some opportunities here, he's going to take advantage of those. We're still in Colorado. <laughs> Makes it a little bit more difficult yeah, I mean, to make that Yeah, argument. I mean, yeah. When, it's just, anyways. Um, we'll see how it works out. It sounds Now, here's the other question. Does Valley, what's their record? Are they three and one? No, they have two losses. Lost to Dowling, lost to Southeast Book. Two, one and two. Because so they're one and two. Yeah, they had okay. a bye week in there. And their win is over Roosevelt. Yes. Do they have to forfeit that win? Because they played with an ineligible player. Well, the good news is everybody gets they into the playoffs. They all get in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So even if they do, it's not it's not that big a deal. Yeah, right. It's not right. going to impact them. Mm-hmm. They're only going to play six regular season. So games. So does Roosevelt get? Is Roosevelt now two and zero? If it would turn into a forfeit, I believe it goes into a. It's either a two nothing or a seven nothing victory is what it turns into. So yeah, Roosevelt put a win on the docket. Yeah, so they he would be they would have to forfeit that win, right? I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that one. If because he was eligible, he was granted eligibility mm-hmm. before that. This is something that has happened. So it was Reggie between. Bush, right? Right. We're talking college and high school. Well, we're talking rules, and they were broken. Were they, though? Yeah. A, a if, kid can't move on his own? Yeah, well, I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I, mean, I, I know dozens of kids that don't live with their parents. In high school? Yes. So they can't play sports. That's, that's what you're laying out. No. So where did, did they live in the... Did they move out of the school district mm-hmm. for that very reason to play a sport? Yes, there's been plenty of those. Without mom and dad? Without mom and dad. In, this, in the state of and Iowa? mom and dad, maybe get kicked out of the house. Yeah, that's and you got to figure it out on your own, mm-hmm. and that happens often too, right? Those kids can't play sports. No extracurricular. Sorry, don't live with mom and dad, or mom or dad, or a guardian. Did they leave the state? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. That really happened. See, I mean, you're opening up Pandora's box, though. If you go down this route, mm-hmm. where you say you don't live with the guardian, you're not eligible to play. Well, look at. I go back to the very beginning of this. Rubley's parents were moving. That's, that's what we were told, yes. That's what we were told. That's why it's okay for for Jake Rubley because mom and dad are coming. They're, they're buying a house. That's got a job. They love it here. They can't wait to get back to the state. They got family here. They didn't come here. They have no intention to come in here. The only intention they have is Jake playing football at Valley. Somebody ratted on him. Matthew Bain wrote about it. See, this is another thing. I'm going to ask, ask you for help. My password changed on my Des Moines. I'm still paying for the register. I yeah. can't read it. Oh, no. I'm like you. I get five articles a month. So you, you need well, you need to go to the help desk. I can't help you out with that. Anyway. I know what your password is. Is it oh, the same you? one that you always use? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is not working? No. Is it a different for, email address? No, I don't think so. It's been all week long. I have blew through my five articles. And hang on a second. I'm paying. Help me out here. Um, you want to take these phone calls before we yeah, get to John Shipley? We'll do that. Uh, John Shipley from um, the Twin Cities coming up. St. Paul Pioneer Press. We will speak with him. 
uh, on the Vikings, on the Twins, etc., etc. Look forward to doing that. Lee Sterling is here. He's off to a terrific start. We'll get Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Spend a few minutes on the Packers. The Bears and the Chiefs tomorrow. Mitch Holtz will be here tomorrow, so will Jeff Hughes. But we like to, uh, at least at some part, when the teams are playing, not during their bye weeks, uh, have one of our regional guys on to talk about one of our four regional NFL teams, and we will do that today. Kyle, you've been very patient. Kyle, thanks for coming on. How are you, Kyle? Hey, good. I just wanted to kind of caution you guys on throwing around the what you're doing on Rubley because I've, I've got a son on the team, and his dad and mom have been at every game. I don't know that the mom's been here every day, but I know the dad's been around opening up a new business. So I, Yeah, hang on a second. Uh, he's, he's coaching high school in uh, high school but football he's not in Colorado. Coaching, he's not coaching high school because they, they don't have They just resigned this week because they didn't have football. Right. I mean, uh, that that is a separate thing, but he's He's opened up a business here, which he's got offices now here and there. Well, then I stand corrected. An awful job out of me. Is that true? That that is true. I mean, I've met the guy. Uh, you know, he's got Iowa ties too. So no, I know that. Got, and Rubley's younger brother's enrolled in West Point schools and is here taking classes too. So, so I mean, it's a pretty big commitment out of him. Well, Kyle, thank you. Um, and I've got egg all over my face. Um, won't be the first time. I appreciate the phone call. So why didn't we know this? Why did we yeah. just do? Tw- why didn't you tell me that? That that that. that I didn't know. I, I mean, I thought you had information on. Well, that. Just, yeah, I just resigned from his spot this week. But they didn't have school. football. Yeah, that's true. He resigned from a position that isn't happening. That's what it is. So I, that makes a whole lot more sense. And I think that. So why is he more, ineligible then? Because they still have the house in Colorado, and that's the part. If you, why can't you have two houses? You if, can. I have no problem yeah, with that. I if you have a summer mom and dad home, here, if you have a summer home in Florida, no, or no, that, that has nothing to do with it. If you, if, if mom and dad are here, you can have ten houses. I don't care. Mom and dad have to, or one of them have to be here because all the others do. Did you see the story in Georgia at high school level where two parents divorced to make their son eligible to play high school football because they That's had to move districts in order to play the parents. In order to do that, and him just to be able to live with the one parent that they were getting an apartment or whatever it turned out mm-hmm. to be, they divorced in order to get him eligible. It's these are what you get into though when you make these these decisions. That frankly, I come back to what is it hurting? They're here. I get it. The kids here. And, and I've as I've said since we started this conversation, if you're going to come here and play, unless you're enrolling early in college, stay here the whole year. You just can't come and play football and then go back to Colorado or wherever you're from and graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're here. You got to stay here the whole year. I don't think that's asking too much. The Rubley one raises questions, though. What, what else do they know? Is there more here? You know, we found out about the Bruce situation. It wasn't him and mom getting an apartment together. It was putting them in a, putting them in with a Hawkeye family. Yeah. Right. Li- living with an Ankeny. Right. Family. Right. Renting out the basement, the spare room, whatever it is for a hundred bucks, that raises some red flags. This one, where are the red flags? If the Rubleys are here, mm-hmm. they are all here. Where's the red flag? That's where the issue comes up. Well, um, yeah, so it's a bad look for the association. So, where's Rubley live? Is he living in a hotel? I have no idea. 
Uh, Willie will switch gears entirely. Um, that was a bad segment on my if, if this If I'm wrong on this, and it sounds like there's a pretty good chance I am, um, not good on me. Anyways, uh, John Shipley will join us. We're going to switch gears. Twins, Vikings conversation. I still want to know. Still want to know where he's living because there are people out there that will tell you he is not. You know how rumors go, though. Oh, I absolutely do. And I know where that rumor first started. It was Valley Dowling Week mm. when that rumor first started. Shocker. Where did the Arlen Bruce story first come? Ankeny Ankeny week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, approaching 1030s, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 01106.com for details. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. Let's get uh, north, shall we? To the Twin Cities we will go. The Twins. In a real dogfight, they can win that division. They're in a good, pretty good spot today as they avoid the Yankees, at least for the time being. It looked as though those two teams were going to collide. We know how that normally ends. Uh, we know that the first two games for the Vikings have not ended well. John Shipley from the St. Paul Pioneer Press joins us. John, thanks for coming back on. Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm um, uh, well. How are you guys? Doing well. You know, let's start with the bad before we get into the good. And The bad is the Vikings in their start right now. Um, Kirk Cousins has been awful. I don't have to ever tell anybody that. The defense, secondary young with the exception of Harrison Smith, the defections on the defense, are they starting to take a toll? I guess where would you pinpoint for the reason this team is 0-2? Probably the defense because the cornerbacks, I mean, I think everyone saw it coming if they were honest. Um, you know, Xavier Rhodes was not playing great, but he's still a good cornerback, and Trey Waynes was quite good i thought uh and then they have replaced him with holton hill and you know jeff gladney or whoever i mean that that was a disaster waiting to happen and then the daniel hunter thing yep. hasn't helped and so now they're in panic mode and you know they hired they they just signed another linebacker that no one's ever heard of and they're just they're just trying to fill spots now that anthony barr is out um and then you know cousins is you know, I think everyone's just kind of figuring out who he is by now. Um, and they never, they've never dealt with their offensive line issues strongly. So, yeah, I think it's a lot of chickens coming home to roost right now. Mm. John, uh, already hearing the conversation up in the cities about tanking for Trevor. Maybe if it's not that bad or as bad as the Jets, Justin Fields, Trey Lance in North Dakota State. Those conversations are already happening. I'm just shocked how quickly people have given up. Is it is it that bad up there already with the Vikings where there's just no hope for this team even to turn it around two weeks in? Well, I think that um, I don't think there was a ton of hope for this team, to be honest with you, coming into this season. And um, the, I don't know if you watched them, but they were terrible. I mean, <laughs> just awful. The Colts, they didn't do anything right in that Colts game. Their body language was terrible. Um Everything about it was a disaster. So you, if you look at that honestly, you, you got to wonder: uh, can they win? You know, they, they, this is a team that has to fight just to stay competitive. And now they play Tennessee, which is a good team. So they're looking at zero and three, and then it, that's where bad teams go. So in terms of tanking, first of all, everyone hates Cousins. Not every, you know, most people they don't like him. So the the idea of actually getting a good quarterback is appealing, but they don't have to tank. They are who they are. <laughs> I don't know if they're as bad as the Jets, but they're pretty stinky. 
Yeah, a start hasn't been good. So does Zimmer take the shoulder the blame for this, Spielman? Who's this on? Spielman. They, you know, they spent, and probably Zimmer too, because you know they spent all this money building that defense, and uh, every every summer and spring it's about fixing their cap. You know, and in part, you know, they signed uh, uh, the quarterback uh, Cousins to a three-year extension just to get his cap down to twenty-one million. Jesus! So they are just—they are—they got serious money problems. And then when those two guys bailed on them, they had big trouble. You know, everyone wants more money. Um, it's just—it is what it is. So if, if you're going to blame it on someone, it's really Spielman. But I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing that. You know, it's not like Zimmer is arguing to get that new guard in, you know. Right. It's always about his defense, and it worked for a while because the defense was great. And then they thought they'd get, oh, let's get a decent quarterback in and we'll win the Super Bowl, but it just hasn't happened. Talking with John Shipley from the Pioneer Press here as we take a look at Minnesota sports. Let's jump to the good. That's the Minnesota Twins back in first place for the first time in uh, almost a month as they overtake the White Sox with a lot of help from the Indians here. Good vibes, the robes, everybody's loving those too. Are you hopeful that this Twins team actually can make a run come playoff time? Well, I think they're better than last year's team because of Donaldson. You know, they have another veteran, very, very good veteran bat, and a very, very, he's a much better third baseman than Snow ever. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Um, they have better pitching than they did last year, let's face it. Mayed has been fantastic. Pineda's back. They got um, Barrios is, is pitching well, mm-hmm. and then they have Rich Hill if they need him, veteran guy, left-hander. They have a shot. I I was just thinking I was going to write about this today that they really they just need to avoid the Yankees. I, I'm sure they can beat them. You know, they might not beat them. They could beat them. They just need to get that out. They just need to not play the Yankees because if they get matched up with them, that's all anyone's going to be talking about. And the facts are the facts. They've knocked them out of the playoffs five of the past six years, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've won a game since 2006, mm. maybe? No, 2003. So that's I think that's number one. You win the division and avoid the Yankees and go from there. What would be best case scenario to play a team like as of today? Right now, they're they're they would be playing the six seed, which would be the Astros. But the Indians are playing very well right now and have a chance to move up. Would would familiarity be better for the Twins, knowing they've seen the Indians ten times this year, or get the Astros, who they haven't seen uh, since uh, before last year? I don't. You know, that's a that's a good question. I I don't know. I mean, the Indians are pretty good, but I think the Twins are better. You know, they have Beaver, and they just beat Beaver. The Twins just beat Giolito, Beaver, and um, Darvish. I mean, they're playing very well. They're 14-5 and five in September. They're kind of under the radar. People kind of bailed on them in July or uh, in August, you know, as it's in terms of a favorite anymore. They're, they're, they're not, you know, if you look going up and down their lineup, they don't really have an MVP guy except for maybe Cruz. Um, they're kind of a stealth team right now. I think they're... I think they're very good, but in a three-game series, I think any team can lose. It's all about the pitching at that point. Get the uh, division, even if they get the four-seed a possibility, they will play at home in the opening round. And then after that, departing off to L.A. for the neutral site. Have you um, allowed your mind to water, wander at all and, and what it's going to look like when we get to the division series, the LCSs, and then the neutral site World Series here? 
possibility, maybe a few fans in there. There's been talk about that, but just how different playoff baseball is going to be. Yeah, not really. I, you know, it's, I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this before, but in terms of media coverage, it's so strange and so distant. And if the reality is it won't matter for us, whether it's in Texas or LA or here, except that we can just drive to the park. Right. Um, it would probably, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a shame, to be honest with you. I totally get it. But I, I think if, even though fans can't go, it's kind of a shame that you can't have the, the game in your town if you're in the World Series. I saw Joe Madden or something was saying that he kind of likes that forever. Hmm. I, I misconstrued talking about how people can make a trip and make a trip out of it and go out. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You have to have the World Series. You watch 162 games and you need to have it in your hometown. So I think that's kind of a shame. And then the other thing I keep thinking about is are there going to be fires in L.A.? I I think they're kind of mostly down that south, but that wouldn't be good. Yeah, Yeah, no no doubt about that. So they finish the season in Cincinnati, right? They go to Cincinnati to end things up. No, no, they're here. They're here, okay. But but it is the Reds. So uh, the Reds are in a dogfight. They're looking for uh, to, to cling to that final playoff berth. The Twins obviously want to stay three if they can. Uh, they want to avoid the Yankees at all costs, as you mentioned. What does this do as far as setting up the rotation? Because Barrios, Maeda just went last night. I guess as it stands today, he would be set, correct, to start on Tuesday if that's when they would start for the Twins? Maeda would get yeah. game one? Yes. that's as, as I what, what Rocco's saying is the Wednesday, Friday, Saturday guys are going to be the starters. And I absolutely would start Maeda because he's their best pitcher right now. And Barrios has not done great in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for the Twins to win that first game because if they if they even get down one, things are going to start tightening up and they're going to, it's not going to be good. Break but up. yeah, so Pineda would be three. Pineda be the three, so Barrios in the two yeah. spot. And then and Barrios uh, beat Gia, Giolito last. Who did Barrios, he had a great pitching matchup? Who did Jack he beat? Darvish. Darvish, yeah. Darvish, Darvish, gotcha. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I, I tell you what, though, I watched that game because I was a Cubs fan growing up, and that, that Cubs fan, I've never seen. I've never seen a bunch of guys give up on at bat. It's like unbelievable. They, yeah, it's it's really it's like it a is. Team, yep. It's like if they do it, if they get hot, they're hot and they're they're scary. But when they're not hitting, boy. A lot of frustration. So that helped Barrios. But Barrios is good. He's very – he's got great stuff. It's all in his head right now. One um, last one. We'll get you out on this. The Gophers, as we get ready for Big Ten football, just over uh, about a month away from today, saw some win totals out there, five and a half, six, with their nine-game schedule they'll play. Of course, don't know the crossover at the end of the season. Expectations as we await the decision on Rashawn Bateman for the Gophers this year coming into the season. I think it's going to be hard, to be honest with you. I know that – I know that guys can have agents now, but I think not to shop them the protein. You know, they can do it for commercials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't even know if that's official yet, to be honest with you. But I think it's very tough for him to um, to come back. And I also I don't understand why he you know why does he want to come back all of a sudden? What's changed? You know, I, I don't quite understand it. He obviously is interested in the NFL, and he didn't want to get sick, right? Well, what's changed between now and then? I don't understand it. But he's practicing with the team, and they're they're trying to make it happen. So you never know. But 
from afar and, and not knowing, I've you know I've seen dumber things happen, but I just don't see how they get away from that. He's he's already taken money from an agent, so pay it back maybe. That's a bad precedent. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, uh, John. Thank you as always. We appreciate you coming on and uh, having a conversation about the Minnesota sports. Appreciate it, John Shipley, St. Paul Pioneer right. Press. Take care. Take care, guys. Good Bye. to talk to you, uh, John Shipley. Is, uh, we talk. Vikings, Twins, and Gophers, and now sports betting. By the way, you've got lines posted. Elite Sportsbook's got lines posted. Iowa, all eight regular season games that are currently scheduled. You can bet on all of them at Elite Sportsbook. Um, The first line, we talked about it. We taped our Mediacom show yesterday. Mm -hmm. Purdue's favorite. Iowa's favored nine and a half. At Purdue, nine and a half. I mean, Bill Boo says these kids are going to struggle to sit in a hotel room, so I just imagine. <laughs> you just can't let Nebraska well, go, can you? Come on. You just can't you, let you, them you, go. You got to travel. You got to sit in a well, hotel. Well, they're the only ones. It's just, oh, that program, that athletic He's department. He's sticking up for his dudes. He is. He is. But yeah, nine and a half, huge number. It's too big. It's too many that, that was the one that jumped off the page. Also, Michigan State comes to Kinnick in week three. They're going to be bad. I think so. They're going to be bad. And I was a four-point favorite in that one. Those are the two. I'm Those lines maybe flip-flop them. Yeah, yeah. I would buy that. I think they should be. I think that's a great point. Northwestern, also, I was a couple touchdown favorite. You happy laying a couple of touchdowns against Northwestern if you're Gee. betting on the Iowa side? Uh, I know they have blown him out a few times, but history? Yeah, transfer quarterbacks. Do you like Ramsey? Do you see anything in him? It's all right. I, mean, all, uh, I thought it was okay. Compared to what they had last year, right, right, right. Uh, which was an unmitigated disaster. Well, when Green got hurt, and we're, yeah. we're on the West Coast somewhere. They count them where they were on the West Coast. Maybe Cal. Stanford. Maybe yeah. one of them. Uh, anyways, we'll come back. Uh, speaking of sports wagering, and we were, uh, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports is going to join the program next. He's off to a red-hot start, Paramount Sports. Lee Sterling, Miller & Condon with you until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 010. Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Let's get our friend Lee Sterling in here, Paramount Sports. He's off to a tremendous start this year. And when you consider everything that's going on, the information that changes seemingly on an hourly basis with some of these uh, COVIDs coming positive, and uh, boy, oh boy, there's lots to going into handicapping. Lee, you know what? Let's start there. Has it been uh, more difficult? to try and get a gauge on these games this year because of all the extenuating circumstances that we're just obviously going through for the for the first time. Is it more difficult, Lee? I just lost him. Oh. I think I hit the wrong button. That would be a me thing. So we'll get Lee Sterling back on here, Paramount Sports, and ask that very question. Because it seems to me like it would be. Um, well, looking at our picks, our picks are been awful so far this year, not that we're professionals. I'm but 60%. We've got one on, well, are you really? Six oh, four. you had a four and one start. This or, or, uh, a really good week number one. So maybe you are. Anyways, um, it's been difficult, and we find out what the pros, how the pros, I guess, are handling this uh, when we get Lee Sterling back in here. Uh, Lee Sterling joins us. Lee Trent and Ken. Uh, as I started to ask you, Lee Sterling. <phone rings> Boy, he's making it difficult on us here today. We should just do this hour over. 
Is that is that is that possible that we could do that? Uh, let's get him in here. Hello, Lee, Trent, and Ken. Uh, as I started to ask you, and I don't want to get this in because I don't want to run short on time. Has it okay. been more difficult this year with all the extenuating circumstances uh, in 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 sports wagering, not knowing what's going on, COVID positives pi- popping up? Yeah. Uh, how have you, as a professional, how have you handled it? So I think college football is the most challenging. We've been able to have a winning week all three weeks in college football and all the sports uh, since it started back. But it is more challenging because I've got to, you know, tap every resource I have. I've got to have my staff searching Twitter and, and contacting beat writers to find out who is and isn't playing. Whereas in the NFL, they have to report every potential case and every potential injury on the injury report on Friday. And, and then with the NBA, the NBA uh, – is a totally different animal, but uh, I think I've figured it out. Three uh, Big 12 games for you this week on our slate. Let's get into it first. Kansas yep. State, a year ago, upset Oklahoma. They're getting 28 and a half this time against the Sooners. A lot of concerns about positivity rates for K-State. We saw mm-hmm. didn't play very well against a what Arkansas State team that was missing nine starters and still lost that game. What do you got with the Wildcats and the Sooners? Okay, yeah, a lot of guys were out, but the key to the win last year for Kansas State, and I was at that game, was their offensive line. They owned the Sooners' defensive front, but that that front is pretty much gone, uh, and, you know, they'll be telling stories to their grandchildren about that upset. The new starters, no spring practices. They only generated enough push for 91 rushing yards, 2.3 yards per carry against a Sunbelt defense that is not highly regarded here. So Kansas State's defense, um, they were only on the field for 21 minutes in last year's game, and the Sooners gained 497, turned the ball over. Uh, I just think here that Oklahoma pays them back. And how about this? The favorite has won and covered each of the last four games. I like Oklahoma big, 58-10. Uh, a blowout. Well, uh, Houston Baptist gave Texas Tech a scare. Texas Tech is getting 18 from Texas as the Longhorns will uh, look to assert themselves. The game is in Lubbock. Uh, 18 is the number. How do you see it? So in last year's game, Texas Tech scored 14 points, and Texas didn't even blank. I mean, they came back and won the game 49-24. Sam Erlinger, he threw for 348, he ran for another 83. The Red Raiders' defense is there's bad, and then they're at a different level. 128th against the past, 127th in total defense, and you know every year UMass and UConn have the final two spots. Texas might put up over 600 yards in this game. Texas doubles up Texas Tech, 52-26. Yeah, I think they blow them out, too. Yeah. Another big one, of yeah. course, in our state. We're watching this one closely. Iowa State 12:30 kickoff with TCU Horn Frogs' first game of the year. Yeah, TCU's offense against this 3-3-5 defense that has three high safeties uh, only has scored 7, 17, and 24 points the last three years. And uh, Matthew Dowling uh, starting his first game can't be a good thing here for TCU, in my opinion. Iowa State has already played a game. I think they can clean up most of those mistakes, and I expect uh, Cyclone quarterback Brock Purdy to, to bounce back big time here. Texas Christian's defense has allowed 27 or more points seven times last year, and they're also on a 3-8 and eight against the spread run at home. People think of them as a home team. They're actually better on the road. Give me the Cyclones here, 34-24 over the Horn Frog. we got two minutes left, Lee, before the music. Yep. Saints three-point yep. favorite over Green Bay Sunday night. 
like Green Bay, I think New Orleans is not the same team. Drew Brees, uh, uh, he looks he looks the same, but he's forty one. Doesn't have the supporting cast. Give me give me Green Bay here, thirty one. 28 wrong teams favored. Week three, maybe the game of the year. Baltimore hosting Kansas City. Three and a half, and a lot of people think that half might matter. Yeah, It could, but here's something crazy. This Baltimore team, they've run for at least 100 yards in 18 straight games, and Lamar Jackson, 28 touchdown passes, only one interception in the last regular season games. Kansas City defense isn't isn't quite there yet, and if you saw what what happened last week in the Chargers game against Kansas City, the blueprints there just keep that offense off the field here, and I think Baltimore well in a shootout. Give me Baltimore forty one thirty four. Game of the week: the uh, red hot Seattle Seahawks. Cowboys somehow found a way to win the football game. Uh, Seattle's a four and a half point favorite. If the uh, listeners want more information, Lee, and you're hot, how do they get a hold of you? Just call eight hundred four hundred. Nine seven four one. They'll get that game for free. We've won all three weeks. And how about this? Uh, normally, you have to purchase a month or a season to get my forty to fifty unit play. We hit the first forty unit play last week on Central Florida, big win over Georgia Tech. You can get my forty to fifty unit play. Everything I've got in football, NBA, where we've won seven of the last eight, and my UFC fifty unit parlay. Everything ninety seven dollars. ParamountSports.com or eight hundred four hundred. Nine seven four one, and we got a wrong team is favored out of you. The first one Love of the year. It. We appreciate those, Lee. Good to talk to you. All right, guys. Thank you. Have thank a great you. weekend. You do the same. Safe. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. All right, we're going to get into point spreads of the Hawks. All of them have been released. We'll do that at some point. Talk. Uh, spend a few minutes uh, previewing Packers and Saints with Dave Syndicate and Mark Morehouse is here on Iowa. We're here until noon. It's fourteen sixty KXNO one hundred six point three FM.